welcome to another episode of Bitter and Jaded. I'm your host, Joshua Scott, and today I have with me the limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun, my friend Eric. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, dude? I love that. That was funny. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. I was, I was, I Rick Flair, bro. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> That's funny because I was reading. Anyways. Nah, tell me you were reading what? <laughs> No, just about him. Like, you know, he he's a little weird at the end. I mean, in the beginning, he was cool, but he gets older, <laughs> kind of perverted, you know? It's kind of creepy. Yeah, creepy. yeah, man. But you can't beat these Ric Flair quotes, man. Woo! <laughs> got all of them for days. Uh, so tell people a little bit about yourself, man. Who's Eric? Uh, Well, I mean, I moved here about two years ago from North Carolina. Uh, And when I'm not at work, I love to just, like, cook, hang out with... My fiance, my cats, read some comics, watch wrestling, of course. I mean, obviously. <laughs> and then I'll kick back and play some video games, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. You're underselling it, though, bro. Uh, I, I know you from work, and uh, you're like always like super mellow, but you always have something funny to say. So I'm hoping to try and bring that out of you. So let's start this thing off with talking a little bit about wrestling, man. How long have you been yeah. into wrestling? Dude, probably four, four years old. So about 20 years. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that that made me feel really old to just say that out loud. But yeah, you know, twenty years I'm watching it since I was a kid. Yeah, what got you I into wrestling? My dad, like, he used to watch it, and then eventually he got to the point where he was like, oh, "I'm done with this." He like, I guess, not really aged out, but he lost interest. But I mean, I've never just lost interest. I always love it. Like, it's something I watch it to like get away which is kind of weird but you know but it's just something that takes my mind off everything and i like can get invested in the stories and stuff like that but yeah yeah. that's good that's good so you you messaged me not just wrestling what is all elite wrestling oh well that's a company that started about two two years ago i think i think they just had their two-year anniversary but they're like they're on tnt they went back to like how WCW used to be because I know WCW used to come on TNT mm. and they like kind of want to be like a new league. Like that's their tagline. So they they just do things differently. They kind of not really attitude era, like the throwback. Like, they're not that crazy. They're not at that point. But it's just like um, less. I know I'm going to like out like gimmicky, which I can explain. Like they don't have all the personas and everything. They're more about like wrestling and like being good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And then the storylines are for older people. Cause you know, like, I don't know if you watch WWE anymore, but it's more for children, like more geared towards them. Is it really? Yo, so, I haven't watched yeah. wrestling since, uh, when it was the, the world wildlife foundation. I mean the world wrestling federation. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get sued for that. <laughs> So is it better than like is this is this like all elite wrestling is it better than Raw WCW and all that nonsense? I well see I never really watched a lot of WCW because it was always Raw and WCW kind of ended when I was six I think <laughs> yeah so yeah but it's I definitely think it's better than Raw. There's uh like Raw and SmackDown they kind of just for me they don't do it for me like I can't get invested in it it can't like take me out of reality like i obviously know it's scripted everything's like there's a finish like i know it's gonna happen but like with AEW, i can get like invested and actually like watch two hours of it whereas like raw i'd probably watch like an hour maybe and then i'm just like uh you know i'm done with this i (laughs) want to go watch something else go do something else yeah so are they like a different federation do they have to go like fight the other guys do they ever just roll up and fight the other guys so it's kind of it's kind of funny did did you ever watch it when uh, like TNA came out? Were you no, watching wrestling? I'm an old school wrestling fan, and I will only oh, okay. watch old wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's like every time I talk to my dad, he's like, "Oh, Starcade 80, 88 or something." I'm yeah. like, "Dude, <laughs> you were 11, so obviously I wasn't around." But um, I would say it's funny because so there's AEW, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is based in Japan, and there's uh Impact. They used to be Total Nonstop Action TNA. It's kind of a play on another you know another acronym and uh it's they just like invaded them recently so they're like working together and i think the end goal is to have both of the shows under the same brand oh cool so they're both aew but one's aew dynamite and one's aew impact yeah (laughs) they but the it's the way the story because you know everyone loves like the invasion angle from back in the day so it's like 
with like DX and stuff like that, which is funny because I was in Norfolk and Norfolk's the first place I ever saw like wrestling live. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. I it was definitely like 2000. I had to be like six or something because it was the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was like I, that's like imprinted on me. I remember going to the scope in Norfolk, Virginia, and seeing it. And my dad's like, "Oh, this is where the invasion happened," and I'm like. Dude, I got no idea. But, you know, growing up, they do all the flashbacks and you see it. So it's they're kind of playing on that angle. And then there's like their top guy is friends with the other company's top guy. And they're like just invading both of them and trying to his whole thing is like winning all the gold and being for like New Japan impact and AAW being like the, he's like Thanos, basically going around <laughs> collecting everything. Like there's a, a graphic of him with like the AEW one. And then he has the AAA belt, which is. Uh, it's based out of Mexico. I've never really watched it because, I mean, all the commentaries in Spanish. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I can't really get with that. Like, it's cool. <laughs> They're like the luchadors, like uh, like Eddie and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Like, they wrestle like them. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool and all. But I can't really, if I can't understand what's going on, like, I don't know the story. So I'm like, that's cool. But, yeah. Uh, Is that why you don't really watch New Japan? Because it's hard to, like, suss out. Yeah. And it's also, like, so they... They broadcast at like 3 a.m. And then, yeah, because, I mean, they do it out of Japan. They tried to come to America, and COVID kind of stopped that. Like, they had just gotten America like a year and a half ago, but they were going to, like, California and Texas. So they are going to, like, bigger markets. And I'm like, oh, they're never going to come. They might come to Savannah or Atlanta because yeah. those are pretty markets. But, like, where I live in North Carolina, the closest would be, like, two hours away. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're never going to come here. But, yeah, you'd have to wake up at, like, 3 a.m. to watch it live. I thought you were and a fan, also, man. Like, I thought you were a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan, <laughs> bro, but I cannot wake up at 3 a.m. and, like, <laughs> to watch be wrestling. dedicated to something. And their shows also last for, like, three or four hours. So it's like, that ruins your entire day. Like, if you're watching it from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., like, there's people who do it because they'll, like, live tweet it and i'm like man good on you but not for me <laughs> yeah and also they're so deep in the stories it's like hard to catch up because there's yeah. never like a hard reset because they just keep going on and on and it's like i i have no idea what's going on but cool like yeah. man, that's that's one thing that's always great about wrestling though is those like those like crazy like wackadoo stories they got going on it's just like i thought yeah. at first i thought we were just wrestling and now it's just like i stole a car and i killed your mom and then i came back from the yeah. dead and it's just like what is going on nowadays or dude? like the beer truck thing with stone cold where he just <laughs> sprayed them all down with beer and it's like yeah cool yeah, yeah like everything he did was just wild love it <laughs> so who are some of your uh who are some of your favorite wrestlers man uh, there's a guy and actually he's in, he's on raw. His name's Alistair black. He's like more, he's like kind of like the undertaker, but he's more like modern. He wears like the black vest and he's got all the spikes and studs on it. He, his entrance is like him rising out of a coffin. Sick. So it like makes the, like the coffin noise. And then he like comes out <laughs> and he, um, I think code orange does his entrance music. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's crazy that he's like very different, all tatted up kind of he's not really satanic in a way but he like has like a lot of that influence like he has a i can't think of it but anyways he has like krishna tattooed on his chest and then oh, the yeah. other three yeah i i can't think of the name <laughs> but yeah and then um some of my others they're in AEW. it's uh proud and powerful they're a tag team uh santana and ortiz they just like their whole thing is they're like gimmick their persona is that they're like street thugs from new york and they're like it's different now because you really get to know these people and you kind of you're kind of like a fan of the person instead of the person they play on TV. And it's like, oh, you see their family and like they went from wrestling and like the independent scene. Uh-huh. And then now they're making all this money, like providing you like that's super cool. And then another group is uh, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, do you listen to Every Time I Die? Uh, no, I like good music. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to I don't listen to them. I just didn't know. You're going to climb um, through this computer and kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh the butcher i think he's a guitar player or he is a guitar player and he's like just this like six two like 280 pound dude and it's like that's pretty cool that he like plays or he wrestles during the week and then goes and well used to play a show because i guess they're not touring right now yeah and then um group called ftr they're from i think they're about three and a half hours away from where i lived in north carolina i, I 
like Durham, North Carolina, something like that. But yeah. it's just, you know, they're like hometown. So I cheer for them. And they're like a throwback, like uh, Tully and Arn or the, like the Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And the way they wrestle is super. They put a lot of logic into it. And they think about like the fans' perspective and how they can get like um, heat. So heat's basically when a bad guy does something bad and like the crowd reacts and like boos them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're always, yeah, they're always thinking like that. <laughs> and then uh, my f- like last favorite would be like Pete Dunn. He's this, uh, he's like five six, and I'm like, oh, short dude. Like, gotta cheer for him because also <laughs> pretty short. And uh, he's like really technical. He does a lot of the arm, like the submissions and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just super cool. He actually. So he has a bear on his knee. And I was like, oh, that's pretty, like, tattooed on his knee. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, like, that's why I have a ram tattooed on my knee. It sounds <laughs> really corny, but I'm like, I don't want exactly a bear, but a ram would be pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's some deep love. That's some deep love yeah. right there, man. Uh, <laughs> so, like, are any of these guys anywhere near the caliber of The Rock, the greatest wrestler of all time? On the mic? No, man. You know that. You know for sure there's no one better. No one's better. I can watch that but, like, do anything. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, just um, the music, uh, when he came back from, like, I guess his first movie, it was a Scorpion King or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just when that hits, it's so cool. Like, he's just always cool, always funny, always yeah. on point. But, like, in the ring, I mean, I think they all kind of have a little bit over on him because, wow. yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to come at your boy like that. You're talking about The Rock right now. You're talking about The Rock right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so all of your opinions are invalid, clearly. Uh, I know. I know. I talked like 30 minutes, and you're just like, oh, dump it. I'm done. Dump this whole thing. Cancel it. (laughs) All right, all right. So those are your favorite. What's your least favorite? And is it fair to say Vince McMahon? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's also funny because you bought up Rick. Like the intro was Ric Flair, and I just do not like Ric Flair. Whoa. <laughs> like dude, the Ric Flair now, yeah. like Evolution Ric Flair. Yeah. But back in the day when he was like first starting out, of course, love Ric Flair. But now it's just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I'd have to say, I have to say like Hulk Hogan too. Oh yeah. Oh like well. Oh, you can't. Oh, poor Hulk. I know. I know. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, gif of him doing the hell yeah brother playing the guitar yeah. it's just all i think about whenever i hear anybody say brother but uh brock lesnar too <laughs> i just don't like brock <laughs> That's awesome. yeah so like how has things changed over the years like you know when i fell off you know it was just stone cold stunner you know like you said before bringing in the uh the uh, truck full of beer you know we're doing crazy we're beating dudes seems like to death we're being risen from the is like things still similar or like would i not care now that's what yeah that's what i was gonna say it's more like athletic they're more athletic i see i feel like they put more into their like actual moves and stuff they do more like flips everyone's kind of very smooth in the ring whereas it seems like before you had people who kind of were just characters and they didn't matter what they did in the ring they did a punch a boot and a leg drop and the match was over at hulk hogan (laughs) but not at hulk hogan you know but uh, yeah i think it's more more athletic they do definitely less off the wall stuff i mean they're still off the wall stuff like there's a guy named orange cassidy in AEW. him and chris jericho they had a champagne it's like whoever fell in the champagne first lost. And it was just so over the top. It's like there was a pool of champagne outside the ring. And like, I think Chris was on the turnbuckle. He got drop kicked into it. And he just like freaking out because he's a rock star now. So he was like, I'm a, like, I'm famous. You can't do this to me. And it's just just over the top. It's ridiculous. Now, is Orange Cassidy, I don't watch a lot of wrestling, but is he the guy who got in the ring with his hands in his pockets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty cool. My fiance hates him because he's like, oh, he's such a douche with the jean, the jean tuxedo, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, but he's just, the way he wrestles is so, like, he never takes his hands out of his pockets. That's insane. And then um, his thing is if they take, like, his glasses off, he gets super serious. Like, he can actually go, like, he's a pretty good wrestler, but, I mean, he's smart because he never does a lot of ring work. So, yeah. I mean, he gets paid to just... Basically, walk to the ring with his hands in his pockets and get beat up. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me, man. I don't know if I'm getting beat right. up, but getting paid, that sounds all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, beat up, and it's, you know. Yeah. So is that what makes right. a good wrestler to you? Is uh, like someone who's like good technical? You don't just like the showmanship? Because that's what I'm there for. I'm there for these big personalities that are just like 
flying off the screen. Like, I can give a crap if they can't wrestle. I just want to hear them talk crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, people who are more athletic and, like, put a lot of, like, work into it or thought into it instead of just doing something and then it's, like, or saying something and they don't really, can't back it up. Because, I mean, it kind of, that's what gives me, like, the suspension of reality. They're actually good in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that would probably make me lean more towards liking someone as opposed to their like. But the, don't get me wrong, The Rock is still up there. Yes. Still love The Rock <laughs> and Stone Cold, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so like, um, I don't even know how to like. Okay, so like wrestling to me is definitely cool, but how come no one cares? How come like when, when I was a kid, like you, there's a picture of me. I was like, I don't know, like six or eight or whatever and i'm like fishing and i don't want to be there and i'm wearing this stone cold like long sleeve awful terrible shirt with this big skull on it it looks terrible because that was the height of wrestling like the whole nation was about it and now no one cares how come no one cares about wrestling anymore dude i i mean i don't really know because i never fell out of love with it but i think to a point because you know raw and like smackdown that's been the only thing on tv for so long i think people just got tired of it being the same, like, you know, John Cena was winning everything for 10 years, and people were like, oh, he's going to be in the match, he's going to win, he's going to always have the belt. I think people just got tired of the repetition. Yeah. Like, they know the outcome. Like, even though it's it's scripted and everything, people still could, like, oh, he's going to win, he's facing someone who's been there for two years, never won a match, he's definitely going to beat him in this championship match at the pay-per-view, and it's like, uh, why am I going to spend 50? Well, now it's $10, but back then it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, why am I going to spend $50 to watch this? And I think a lot of people just either aged out or outgrew it. But I know AEW, they, I think they're bringing it back more because they're more towards teenage to young adult to older. Like they, uh, I know they were in Hot Topic for a while, like selling their shirts and stuff. And for them, they were independent wrestlers before AEW. That's kind of a big deal to have your t-shirt in somewhere like Hot Topic or Spencer's. Like, you kind of, like, made it. They were making, um, I think you said they were making, like, millions of dollars as independent wrestlers, which is crazy because they're wow. basically independent contractors. Yeah. But they are making, like, half of it off of just merch, like, just shirts and stuff. Oh, wow, man. That's but, yeah, crazy. I definitely yeah, I definitely think if people gave it more of a chance now, like, AEW, it's different. Like, not everyone, not the same person wins all the time. There's not one person that you can tell every like is the favorite. Yeah. So they're not always picking them to win and stuff like that, or scripting them to like win. So the stories don't always lead to them, and then they just crush whoever they built up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you, man. I got you. Because like my thing about wrestling is like one, it's cool because they just talk crap to each other, and that's like my favorite thing to do in the world. But also like the physicality of some of these things that these people are doing, like you know doing like double backflips and landing like horizontally yeah. over a guy's neck like it's crazy yeah. to me like and then people are just like oh well you know all that stuff's fake like okay it might be scripted but like yeah. i don't want to be that guy to have this fight but you know, it might be scripted but like that yeah. dude just did that like you know what i mean yeah that's why that's why i like keep it on the down low because everyone's like oh you know it's fake and it's like dude i'm of course I know it's not real. They're not really hitting each other. But when they're jump like Jeff Hardy, when he was jumping off of like twenty foot high things, I yep. mean the dude still felt it in the morning. Like he it hurt. But yeah, that's my thing. Like of course they're not really punching each other, but when they're doing all those jumps and flips and jumping to the outside, like I mean that's some that gives I respect them for that because that's that's a lot. Oh yeah. Especially oh, doing yeah. it like day in and day out. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people like they like people like, you know, uh, not a big fan of the Hulkster, but you know he he's got so much problems and his body is just riddled with broken everything because he's been doing it yeah. for so long. And these these people they get injured on a daily basis, you know. And like, yeah, I know like Jake the Snake, like he's on AW and you see him walking and you're like, oh, uh, like you can tell that stuff. Even though he wasn't like doing as much as other people, yeah. I mean, he was still like after doing it for I think 20 years that still took a toll on him and it's just crazy to see how those people can barely walk sometimes or can't even like get out of bed yeah yeah man so you said you keep it on the download do people really still give you crap for being a wrestling guy I mean I I get it from my dad a lot so I'm kind of like oh if my dad thinks this everyone else is gonna think this but when I moved like when I moved I was kind of like I don't really care anymore like kind of let my interest just go because i mean we're from small town i don't want to be known as the dude who's 20 years old still watching wrestling so i was like (laughs) i'll just keep i'll keep that to myself but then i moved to savannah now hinesville yeah but i'm like uh there's so many people here also everyone has interests and it's like 
I think now it's just like I don't care anymore. Like yeah. people, people can know, but I'm not gonna always be like talking about it because I know two other people that like it and we talk about it but outside of that i'm just kind of like i'm not gonna walk up to somebody and be like hey did you watch this last night and they're gonna be like no dude no, like dork <laughs> yeah i'll actually watch it like i was watching the bachelor or something like, <laughs> something real <laughs> all right well i want you to be completely uh honest with me how much wrestling merch do you own <laughs> uh quite quite a bit i probably have <sighs> Maybe like eight to ten shirts. That's not bad, but, man. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I don't. I do. I actually, it's funny. I just bought this book at Ollie's. It's a poster book, so it has all the old school posters. Oh, sick! And I'm like about to put them all in my room, and I'm like, oh god, I hope no one comes in and they're just like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Like they're all from like the Attitude Era, or yeah. I think the the one that goes all the way back is like WrestleMania three. It's like Andre versus Hulk. Yeah, I'm like that's pretty cool. Like. It's pretty cool to have, so I was like, I'm just gonna frame them and put them up because I think it's a pretty cool part to put beside like other other like merchandise and stuff I have. Yeah, well, that'll look sick, man. I don't think you should be like hiding your with me. This is your house. Like, if you come into my house, dude, dude, you could be like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, I've got so much <laughs> weird stuff. The room I'm in right now, if I spun this camera around, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, what? It's just don't be don't worry about what people have to think about you because if they come in your oh, house yeah, and they're like oh this guy likes wrestling then you don't need those fucking people in your life dude <laughs> True, but you're in my house dude get out yeah get out man whatever yeah. i hope you like driving to hinesville <laughs> <laughs> drive an hour here just drive an hour back oh so we'll get a little tiny little bit technical here because i know a little All bit right. about wrestling um but a lot of people don't know this word can you please explain to the folks at home what kayfabe is <laughs> yeah so it's basically like Back in the day, they were super, super secretive about how they weren't actually friends. So if someone was a good guy and someone was a bad guy, they would never be seen in public together. They were basically keeping kayfabe alive. So if they hated each other on TV, they hated each other in real life, basically. They would never ride together. They would never be seen at the same restaurants together. Even though, of course, they all shared one locker room. They're all friends. Yeah. Keeping kayfabe alive was basically like, oh... He hates me and I hate him. But if they were out on town to get like out on the town together and someone saw that, they were like, oh, man, before everyone knew it was like fake, it was like super real to some people. And they would like definitely keep their they would ride different buses. They would ride different cars. They would never see each other until I guess they got to the locker room. Yeah, that's because it would mess up their money. Like if someone knew it was fake, they just wouldn't come or they'd stop putting money into it. Yeah, or they'd lose interest. Yeah. So was that part of their contract? Like when they signed up to be in whatever, were they like, oh, well, you know, now that you and this guy have beef, y'all aren't allowed to hang out with each other? I don't necessarily think so. I've never heard it being like that. I think it's just something like tradition that they kept alive. They just, they knew that would keep the money rolling in and they knew that would keep people interested. So if they like ruined their feud, then they would be kind of SOL, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like now in, you know, in the digital era that we're in, there's no way, no way you could even keep that up. Is that even a thing they try and do? Yeah. So, I mean, like hanging out together, I think a lot of people can see through it, but the, it's, so I think it's kind of made it better now because on Twitter, if someone says something, you can't really get the emotion behind it. So, I mean, they could of course be buddies, but if they're like, Hey, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And you're like, and they come after their family and you're like, I don't really know if this is real or fake, if they really like each other. And it's like, <laughs> it kind of like blurs the line. And I'm like, oh shit, well, maybe they actually don't like each other. But I think there's some ways that they still keep it alive. And then there's some times where they're just like, oh yeah, we, we hung out over Christmas break or something. And it's like, well, I mean, dude, that kind of ruins it. But yeah. I already that yeah of course they did i mean you know they work together it's like it's like if me and you like had to fake like we had beef or whatever what am i not gonna yeah. talk to you when i see you work whatever that's lame like oh yeah you know, they're just like <laughs> we're just like yeah i mean i never shop at walmart i fucking hate walmart and it's like <laughs> who cares okay who cares man that's funny so you mentioned you went to a live match what's that like it was pretty cool i'm i've been to a couple like so the town over from where I grew up, Scott Ahosky, they had an armory and they would come in like, I think once a month, me and my dad would go with a few of his friends and then a few of my friends when I was 12, 13. Yeah. And then that was really cool because it was intimate, like it was smaller. There was probably, probably not good for the wrestlers, but there was like 25 people there. <laughs> and it was really cool because you got to see them like up close and personal. Yeah. And they, they, you got to see their character. Like, I remember it's like. A memory I'll probably never lose. This guy had water, like in a water bottle, and he would come out and throw it on people. And my dad's like, 
you better not do that shit to me. He walked <laughs> over, and I mean, he just sprayed my dad and his friends. He was like, what the fuck? He was like, who's this dude think he is? Does he think he's Ric Flair? I'm like, dad, dude, chill out. Like, it's <laughs> fake. It's like, yeah, but they threw water on me. He's like, I don't want to be wet. I'm pissed off. And then he was like, I got to find who's in charge. So he, I guess he cared the situation. Oh, no. And the guy was like, the guy was like, yeah, I already talked to him. He's not getting paid tonight. And I thought about this so much. You know that guy, that's like if a manager came up to them and was like, yeah, I'm going to have a conversation with them. That dude probably still got paid. He just wanted my dad to shut the hell up. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, um, <laughs> it was funny because I remember this big, like, muscular dude was there. And uh, they were talking after the show. And he was like, yeah, that guy wants to be a wrestler. And I was like, nah, I think he just wants to beat the shit out of the dude who threw water on him and his wife. <laughs> And I mean, the guy that threw water was like five eight. Like he probably weighed 120 pounds or 180 pounds. And that guy was like 230, 6'3". I was like, oh, you might want to stop throwing water on people. Yeah. But but when we went in Norfolk, it was super cool. I mean, we were very high up because it was even getting down. Some of those seats are like 130, 140 bucks. And Ooh. for, yeah, four or five people, man, that adds up quick. Yeah. So we got like the, they call them the like cheap seats, of yeah, course. Like but it was man. super cool. Yeah, it was super cool because, I mean, it's different when you hear all the music live and it's like going to a show, basically, like or a musical show. It's like you hear it live. It just feels so much better. You feel all the energy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you really get to like see and meet them. It was it was pretty cool. Like definitely when COVID's over, I want to try to go to one because I know they come to Savannah sometimes. And even uh, one of the main guys who runs AEW, he's based out of Atlanta. So I know they're probably going to be coming to Atlanta a lot more. I was like, well, if they do like a bigger show in Atlanta, I'd like to drive up there or even Jacksonville. I forget how close we are to Jacksonville sometimes. Yeah. And they they've been shooting all their shows there because of COVID. They can't really travel, but it's so restricted. Like, I think they let in like 150 people. Wow. I'm like, well, I'm not about I'm not about to drive four hours to maybe get in. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think definitely when it opens up, it'd be a lot cooler. It's a lot more accessible now. So yeah. I don't have to drive two hours to get there. It can probably be like 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get to Savannah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. That sounds, you know, so like you said, it feels like electric, you know, because I don't, I've never seen any wrestling live. I've been to a lot of like shows, but there's something about being in like a live setting where you're just like, you know, but it's like everybody like hooting and hollering and drunk. And what's the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I think so. I think like, especially back then, like, the 2000s, early 2000s, people were just getting smashed and yelling at people because, mm. you know, that was fun to them. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone was in it. Like, it's kind of like, I feel like because if they don't get a reaction, then everyone's kind of losing out on it. So when they are getting the reaction, everyone's like into it. I think it makes like everything better. Yeah. It's like if you're at a show and you're seeing the opener and you're just like, who, who the hell are these dudes? <laughs> but then, like, of course, you get that energy going and like, it doesn't matter who they are, who they're playing, as long as it sounds good. Yeah, man. Yeah. So see, I, I, uh, if if anyone, if you know me, you know I, I hate sports. I think sports is the biggest, dumbest waste of time and money I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I was, I got to go to a Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, game one time, and I don't, I don't like sports. I hate sports. I barely know how football even works. Oh, I learned about football through Madden. My dad's always been disappointed in me about my knowledge of football. But when we were there, I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like I was ready. I was like, I'll do anything for these people. Let's go. You know? And I that's was like, like, it's something about it, dude. That's like baseball. Like I cannot watch baseball on the TV, <laughs> but when I used to play, like when I played it, I was like, oh, this is so fun. But, um, when I watched it on TV, I was like, this sucks. But then you go to a game and everyone's just like having a great time. And you're like, oh, I mean, this isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not watching know, it on TV, baseball, but it's pretty it's cool. It's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what am I going to do for three hours? I just, it's boring. <laughs> uh, I got one more question for you before we move off the old uh, wrestling thing. Uh, so uh, what are you, uh, you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you, bud? Oh, man, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man probably just uh turn the other way uh, so besides uh all this uh super sweet um wrestling merch you got going on you also told me that you uh collect uh a little thing called funko pops how did you get into collecting funko well i mean i've always like i don't remember when they exactly came out but i remember it's funny because my little brother got this john cena funko pop in like uh 2013 mm. i was like that's kind of like that's a little interesting and then i started seeing them everywhere i was like oh they're pretty cool and then they started coming out with more and more because at first it was you know bigger companies like not as niche things and then they started doing 
lines of everything. And I was like, oh, that's super cool, like Marvel or DC. And then now there's probably a Funko Pop for almost every show out there. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you collect them? I do not collect them, but I see them uh, everywhere I go. They follow me and they haunt my dreams. Um, true. You know, because yeah. they, they literally have, like, like we were at uh, uh, that place in the mall. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but they had, like, these Chicken McNugget ones. And I'm like, who is like, I got to get that Chicken McNugget? <laughs> yeah, dude, they have Grimace. I see Grimace every day. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Who wants Grimace or the slush puppies but then i saw the uh oscar meyer wiener mobile and oh. i was like oh man oh no i was like i kind of i'm kind of digging that but then i'm like nah i don't know where i'd even put that so like how many do you have you have like a crazy collection it's i think it's touching like 50 me and me and my fiance's combined it's touching probably like 50 55 yeah but yeah yeah we, yeah, we display them like in our living room and stuff and then um, in our kitchen, we have, like, a horror setup. So there's a ton of, like, horror pops in there. Yeah. yeah. Is it's there pretty, any like, we um, have a, that are worth, like, big, big baller money? Not a, I mean, there's none that's over 100 bucks, But we have a Velma pop from Scooby-Doo. And she's, like, 85 bucks. What? Well, yeah. And then um, I think to, uh, Bill and Ted, I don't know, whoever Keanu plays, he's, I think he's, like, 65 bucks. Fuck. I don't know if he's yeah. I don't know if he's Bill or Ted, but he's worth <laughs> a little bit of money. Holy crap, man! So like, what is like the holy grail like pop? Is there one that's worth like a million dollars? I think so. Freddie Funko is like Funko's mascot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot anything that he can like. They have Freddie Funko as the Joker, as Batman, as a bunch of stuff, and I think he's he's up there in like the the five digit, six digit figure range, like. <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars yeah there's a there's a funko app man and like you can sort it through like most expensive and least expensive yeah and he's always like be the first you could scroll like five times and it's just all him yeah it's crazy like he he's worth money because i think he's also like when they started he was there what they all of what they made so he's an original like dated he's super old Mm -hmm. and so i think people are kind of paying for like the value or the uh the age of them yeah. Well, yeah, it's the ugliest pops I've ever seen, but people just love them, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, everything has their rarity, man. Everything has their rarity. Like, yeah. There's like magic cards. Like, there's certain magic cards out there that you know you could buy several houses with, the, and it's a, literally a piece of cardboard. So I guess with Lisa Funko, it's like bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like um. So Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I was, like when I was a kid, I used to be in Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot. Yeah. There was a thing that popped up, and it was like. This sold for six hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, dude, I had one of those when I was ten. Like, where the hell is it now? Yeah. Calling my dad, like, hey, have you seen this? Like, obviously, and I probably threw them away. Yeah, oh yeah. But I was like, man, could have had about seven hundred bucks in my pocket right now off of a little plat or a little card. I know, man. I know. I had um the uh, the Charizard that people always talk about. The Charizard, and that it's gone. I don't know where it is. It's you gone. It's gone. I could the bag. Yeah, man. I know. Who knew that? garbage i picked up when i was a kid would be worth all this money later like come right? on dude god i just that's like now i just like want to hold on to everything because i'm like <laughs> when i'm like in like 30 years maybe this shitty pop is worth like thousands of dollars and i can just sell it and be good <laughs> what's funny about that is actually my, my friend johnny he told me this thing and he said if you ever want to know if something is worth collecting check the date and if it was produced after the 90s throw it out that's fair i guess i mean nothing in the 2000s because they make stuff to like be collectible now so like you know they're like like with funko i that that's kind of one of the questions is they they make it like so that way you have to collect it like why uh how can they even be worth money if they are purposefully making them collectible to me that just seems crazy to me because like collectibles when i was a kid was like oh something that's like you know that didn't produce a lot of things and it was like a weird offshoot like with toys they'll be like oh this one had a blue sweater and it's worth a billion dollars you know because well, it's rare yeah i think they do that too they have stuff called chase like chase editions yeah or they'll have flocked, whereas flocked is like there's a Scooby flocked and he has like different fur. It's like bigger, uh-huh. darker sometimes, or it looks more realistic. And then Chase, they'll have a, I I don't really know of a lot of ones, but they'll just like you said, just different color sweaters. Yeah. So like they'll have Jason Voorhees, and then they'll have like the retro blue and purple Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. and he's worth like I think like 
30 40 bucks more just because they made less of them and he's so hard to find uh, that's okay. like yeah at, um i know during like the christmas time they come out with them they came out with the joker as robert frost and i think there was one day i saw like four i was like all right i'm gonna come back after i get paid and get them they were gone the next day i was like <laughs> people just and it, it sucks because a lot of the stuff like i see now there's a lot of collectors around and they just come in and buy it they don't even like it so they'll just come in and buy it and then leave and then just to sell it yeah yeah which is kind of sucks and i kind of get it i mean they're making money but it's also like there's also people out there who really want it yeah to like collect it yeah 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 I hate yeah that kind of stuff yeah. it's like old school video games you know like people just buy them like oh well i'll just keep this and then i'll keep it forever and like well somebody who actually wanted that for like that remember something from their childhood or something like that yeah. would like that and you're like nah i gotta get that money <laughs> yeah that's like uh where where i work like the the baseball car collector dudes they'll come in and buy like the guy will come tuesday every tuesday there's like eight just dudes out there just waiting on this one guy to finish his job yeah. and they'll buy them all out all the new ones he gets and it's like man kids collect baseball cards like people who just casually see him collect them but these guys buy them out all the time it's always empty and it's like you guys you can't be making that much money off baseball cards. Yeah, just right. Like, someone who else cares about baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who, who even watches baseball? Yeah, dude? right. God, yeah. I forgot what you said earlier. It's it's kind of watchable or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. So like, there's like there's like a full on app for this thing. Like, so like, how many pops are there? Is there like a bajillion yeah. pops? I there's got to be thousands. I would. I don't think they're touching hundreds of thousands yet, but. Yeah, there's thousands. You can scroll through the app for days and still see different stuff. They come out, like, I, I know comics come out every Tuesday, but, like, Funko Pops come out every single day almost, it seems. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, people, people just love them, man. And I, like you said, it kind of makes the collection part of it, like, it lowers the value of them, but people can, if they want the slush puppies, they can have them. If they want Grimace, they can have them. And it's like, <laughs> I, that's cool. Yeah. But I, I, I try to keep it to a minimum yeah. just because, I mean, space and yeah. also money. Because, I mean, they, they can run from $8 to, like, $25 retail. Oh. And paying 25 bucks for, like you said, plastic. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need that just sitting in my house taking up space, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. So, how do you deal with their uh, dead, soulless eyes, man? <laughs> That's what drives me away from it. They just look just try to... deep into your soul. <laughs> Just staring at Funko Pops all day. Yeah, they just freak me out, man. I don't know. We got a couple people have given us stuff, and you know, when they first came out, I was like, "Oh, these things are kind of rad." You know, oh, they got this, and they got this, and then it became like a, like a thing. And they're like people who just sell, like if you go to like conventions or something, like they just sell Funko Pops. That is their business. And I'm, now I'm just like, don't give me one of those. I don't need that crap. <laughs> there's people who even like they'll buy the blank models and then make themselves, or they'll make other people who don't have them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a cool business model, but that's also kind of weird i mean if you're into it you're making money go for it man but i that would never be me i don't love them that much yeah is, is it like some that you just hate like some sort of abomination of funko not really i mean i don't really love the uh the ones that just kind of they just make you know they're making them to sell them like all the walking dead ones you know they're they're cashing in on the hype basically yeah and i, I mean smart business model but it's like dude you made 85 Funko Pops of someone no one wants. So 12 of 12 of them are just going to sit on the shelf for three years, and <laughs> someone's finally going to buy them when you mark them down to like two dollars. Yeah, that's like um the ones I really hate. So they have Conan O'Brien dressed up as different things, uh-huh. and it's like I mean, I mean I just don't like Conan O'Brien. Maybe, but it's like <laughs> why 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 do you need eight different Conan O'Brien Funko Pops in different costumes? Yeah, <laughs> somebody out there though is like I got to get all them Conans. There's oh like yeah, one they're guy. probably. <laughs> he's probably su- he's gonna find this because there's somehow he's gonna find it. The world's gonna make it. He's like, oh, I'm gonna hunt this dude down and I'm gonna end his life because he'll probably beat me to death with yeah. a Conan O'Brien Funko Pop. <laughs> so is there one like that like, came out that like everyone just hates? Is it like a Funko that people are just like, man, f this one. This one's garbage. I don't think so, but I like. It's kind of embarrassing, but I have one that I don't really like. <laughs> I got it because it's the person, but I've never seen the movie. So, uh, the Bright movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It had Will Smith in it. Like, it was supposed to, be, I don't know what it was about, but I was like, oh, I love Will Smith. I was like, that's Will Smith. I was like, I've never seen a Will Smith Funko Pop. I was like, 
I don't really know who this dude is. His name's like Daryl something. I'm like, oh, that's Will Smith, though. I'm going to buy him. And then I look at it, and I'm just like, why did I spend money on a movie I've never seen? <laughs> I was like, if they come out with a Fresh Prince pop, though, that guy's getting replaced quick. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Directly in the trash. My, my thought with these things are like that they're basically like the Beanie Babies, but like more haunted. <laughs> yeah, they just get up in the middle of the night. Like I, mean, I don't like know, dude. Court. I'm not a doll guy. Those things. Who knows? Like, I keep mind. We got like like two or three, and most of them are in boxes uh, where they can't fiddle around and run around my house. You know? What you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they pop out. <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh... That's something that creeps me out too, like the porcelain dolls. I don't know. I, I try to not think of them in the same category. Yeah. Because then I'm going to start freaking myself out. But yeah, the porcelain dolls, I hate them. Like anytime I see them on TV or what's that Annabelle movie? Nah, man, that's <laughs> not for me. Like, ugh, yeah, my friend Chucky. Matt is like that. He cannot deal with that at all. It's uh, bad news. He's like, uh-uh, get that thing out of get Get it out of here. I'm not playing with you. Like he'll get like right. serious. And he's always like super funny and chill all the time. But one of them dolls around, he's like, uh-uh, get that, get. <laughs> It's like the doll. I don't know, but hey, right. everybody's scared of everything, man. True. <laughs> oh God. So you also you mentioned you're a big video game guy like myself. Um, you know, uh, it's has it always been like a a big part of your life, man. Besides all this wrestling, how do you make time for video games? <laughs> yeah, man, it's always been something I'm super interested in. I I just you know it, again, it's something that just takes you away. I'm not like I make it sound like my life sucks. It doesn't, but it's like something that occupy my time. It's also like stories you can get invested in. Yeah. Like, or like competition. Sometimes it's just competition. Like, I like being able to beat someone or be better than someone at a game. Yeah. And it's like, you know, kind of have that over them. Yeah. Cause they like, yeah. they discount that. They've always kind of discounted that, at least my whole life. They've just been like, oh, that's for like nerds and kids or, or whatever. But like, I've, I've always gotten something very special out of playing video games. Like, like you said, there's a story that it tells. There's been video games that made me laugh. Make me cry, make me feel like I'm the man, like I run right. this, you know. And that's something that I don't get from like a movie or from like you know any other type of media that's out there. Like, so that's why I continue to do it. And I think yeah. things are turning like more to like people are like, oh, you know, maybe video games are actually like cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh man, where were you guys 15 years ago when you were talking all that shit? Yeah, just, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know? Me and my like weird group of friends are like, oh, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's how like i think that's kind of how when my dad got into it they were like he's got a playstation and everyone was just kind of like dude why did you buy a playstation and then it's like i mean he still i think the last game he picked up was like madden and i mean sports but still it's something like he'll play mm-hmm. and i think the last time he played was like 2012 or something i mean he kicked my ass in a madden game he never played and i was like i don't know how you're still so good at madden <laughs> And then, like, my little brother beat him, and he's like, oh, well, I can't really play anymore because I just got beat by a five-year-old. And I'm like, that's their generation, though. That's all they do. <laughs> that's all they do, man. That's all they know. It's like when I was a kid, because uh, my first console was the N64, and my uh, my dad, uh, he never <laughs> he never was like, oh, you're a kid. You know, I'll take it easy on you. Nope. He's like, you're a kid. You better get good or get out, right? And that was my whole life. He's always been that way. So we would play Mario Kart on the N64. And he's still nasty at it. Now, any of the new ones, eh, he don't really mess with it. But if you plug in an old N64 and you hand that man a controller, he will wreck you. And it's it's hilarious to me, man. Yeah, yeah that's how my dad is, man. Like, I feel like they just never lose it. And it's just like, dude, how are you so good? It's a, it's a different version of a game you never play. Like, different <laughs> controller, everything. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to just put 20 on you and kick your ass. And yeah. like, I don't even want to play anymore, dude. Like, I just... <laughs> Take the Xbox. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> so you have like favorite, uh, like your favorite game or like favorite type of game? Something you gravitate to? Uh, uh, I mean, I like competition games. Like, um, but what I'm playing a lot now is like Dead by Daylight. Mm. It's have you have you ever played it? Have you ever I've heard never of played it? it? I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Yeah, it's like uh, so it's basically four v one, and that sounds kind of unfair, but one the one is the killer. Like they're super. They're um, they have some licensed ones. Like they have Freddy. They have uh, Ghostface from Scream, mm-hmm. and it's basically four survivors have to light up five gins and then make it out. Like they light up the five gins, which powers the exit gate. You hit the exit gate and you leave, but they can kill. Like they have to hook you three times to kill you. Mm-hmm. So they can hook you throughout the game, and everyone has their own special perks, own special abilities. But uh, 
there's like towards the end if you're the last one alive the hatch opens up which is basically it'll open up anywhere in the map like you can spawn randomly and you can escape uh the way they do their level system they have like your 20 is like you're just starting out and then one is like they call it the red rank because it's only the only like little emblem you get and it's red yeah and it's like those people play because it resets on the 13th every month yeah and those people have to play like constantly like uh as a killer, I think I'm 17. I'll play Survivor a lot more. I'm a 12 at Survivor, which is like the the uh, green rank, and um, it's still it's taking a long time. Like it's so hard because the matchmaking's kind of off. So you'll get some games where it's two of you are green survivors, and then the other ones are like gray, which is like the 20 or 18 or 17, yeah. and then the killer's like a level three, and you're like, dude, how am I supposed to beat this guy with people who have probably never played the game before? Yeah, and yeah. But then, um, yeah, but my favorite genre, I like, like open world stuff like Minecraft and uh, like Skyrim and stuff like that, where you kind of just can do whatever you want. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I, I used to play like a lot of like those like longer games, um, like, like a Skyrim. One of my favorite games, probably my favorite game of all time is uh, Fallout 3 in particular. Yeah. Um, and I put way too many hours, it's an embarrassing amount of hours in that game because I just, I really liked it. But now the older I get, the less time I have to, to kind of dump in. So now like the, my favorite genre of games used to be that I, I don't even play them anymore. Like they just like, I remember when the Witcher came out, um, I was like, Oh, let's go. Right. And then I was playing for like eight to 10 hours and they're like, you know, I'm still in the first area and I'm just like, I, you know, <laughs> and yeah, then like something will happen and I'll play for a week and then it's just like, well, that game's deleted out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of get it because I've been playing Cyberpunk and I played eight hours of Cyberpunk and then I hit the title card and I'm like, are you telling me I've been playing the prelude <laughs> for eight hours? Like this is even a part of the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, uh, I'll have to come back to this because um, <laughs> on my days off, that's what I'll do. I'll probably... I'll, like, I've been trying to put maybe an hour or two hours into it, but yeah. there's just so much story on that game. And they, I mean, they've been making it for eight years. It probably wasn't supposed to come out. I mean, the glitches and stuff on that game, it was not supposed to come out last year. Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out 2022. That's when the people creating it were like, yeah, that's when we feel comfortable letting it out. But yeah, there's so much in that game and like just so much to get through. I don't think I've even made it past the first act already. And I have like, 20 hours logged Man. on it and i'm like i'm getting to the point where i'm just like oh i don't need this i don't need this in my life yeah like at what point is a game too long you know because like when i was younger they you know be like oh you know because you wanted to get your money's worth so they would take these like old school jrpgs or whatever and they would like pack hours on the back end of it and you had to grind and do all this stuff and that was cool when i was a kid but like now i'm like dude 20 hours what can i do as an adult man for 20 hours like like you know it's crazy like, there's so many other options yeah. but yeah i i like like skyrim if i play skyrim i'm just dropping in and like playing for like an hour or two not doing any story just kind of like going around and like messing around yeah but yeah i like games where you can play a match and it takes 10 to 15 minutes if i want to if i only want to play three or four matches i can eat up an hour and i can go do something else whereas Games like that, it feels like you're just stuck. Like to beat, you're just stuck in it yeah. for. I think Sky or not Skyrim, Cyberpunk. You're supposed to be able to beat it, and th- it has 30 hours of gameplay on it. Uh-huh. So it's like you have to like do everything straight up, no side missions, nothing like that, to beat just the base game. It's like 30 hours. Yeah, I'm not even through the first half, so I'm like, dude, it's gonna take me like 80 hours to beat this game because <laughs> yeah. I like to do all the side quests and like yeah. check stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been playing games since you were a kid. What kind of systems did you have when you were a kid, man? Uh, I pretty much had all of them. I didn't have like I started out at the PS One, and I pretty much had all of them up until the, I haven't got the uh, what's the newest X, the Xbox? What is it, Xbox One uh, X or something? Series X or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever they are. I haven't got that one or the PS Five. I just can't find them. But yeah, but I. Uh, I think mostly like during my childhood, I played like the GameCube and um, the PlayStation Two. Yeah, like (laughs) those are the ones I played the most because I just remember loading up that PlayStation screen and it just not working after a while. (laughs) I'm like, oh well, I got to get something else. And then like after the PS Two, we got the Xbox, and I was like, well, now it's just nothing but Xbox. Like that's all I've had forever. And then I came back and got the PS Four when I was like, oh well, I want to play. Oddly enough, uh, baseball. I was like, I, I want to play the show. <laughs> and I know it doesn't make any sense. I don't make any sense as a person. But I'm like, dude, I just want to play it. Because it, 
back in the day, that's what I would play. Like uh, on the Xbox, there was this college baseball game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to make my character. I made my entire little league team, like all the dudes, all the positions. And I was like, oh, that's all of us. And I did. I would put so many hours in that game. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know why at this point. But but yeah, that's when um I got the PS4. And I, I'm, I think I'm going to get the PS5 for like Spider-Man and stuff. But I mean, I've seen like maybe one PS5 since it came out and yeah. I'm not paying that amount of money. No, man. They got all, all that crap they're posting on like Facebook marketplace or whatever. And then it's like, Oh, it's yours for like $900. Get out of here, dude. I'm not paying that, dude. I ain't got the money for the retail price, much less your little, <laughs> went, you know, I got up early and went to target price, whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> Bought it online and went and picked it up. Yeah. Aggravating, yeah. man. Aggravating. Well, you, uh, you had mentioned to me the other day that you actually have a, uh, one of those, um, uh, arcade one up, uh, arcade cabinets. So yeah, I have the. Uh, I was take. I was like tempted to buy one of those, but then I like eventually didn't pull the trigger and went a different route. What about them makes them cool? <laughs> I I mean I like them because I think it's it's definitely way more affordable than buying the old school cabinets because those things can run like I showed you one. I think that one was the cheap. That was the cheapest one I could find, and it was twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean. But I think they're more accessible, and I think they're kind of like throwback. Like, there, there's one, the X Men one that I was looking at. They sell one that's six games in one, six hundred dollars. I'm like, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. But they're so much more accessible, and I mean, the graphics are the same. Like, they look like back in the day graphics. Yeah. So yeah. the one I have is the Turtle, like Team NT, and it's the Turtles in Time, and it's two games in one. And I mean, six hundred bucks, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. And then they sell like the golden tea ones, which I really want the golden tea because that that'd be super cool oh, just to have. A golden tea one? Yeah, oh, with the that's ball like sick. the Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I I don't know if they make the big buck hunter one, but that's one like I really want because every time we go to an arcade, I'm like, dude, gotta play some big buck hunter. Really, you a big buck hunter guy? What are you just a drunk? Because I've only ever played that game drunk. <laughs> I'm, hey, dude, don't be calling me out. <laughs> So, but so, to my knowledge, they're like short. Did you buy like the riser for it and everything? Yeah. So actually, it came with the riser because I put it together, and I was like, dude, I can stare down at this thing, and I was like, that's not good because I'm not a tall dude. Yeah. And then the riser, the riser, I think adds like a foot and a half, and then it's finally like, it's not super high, but it's like comfortable to the point where I can like actually play it and not hurt my back. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, I think they all come with risers. I think the only thing they don't really come with that they sell separate. Or the seats, uh-huh. and the seats are like seventy five bucks. And I'm like, dude, I'll just play. I'll play Santa chair. Yeah, good. get out of here. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't need to get that extra. So, like, can you have you ever looked into like modifying it? Is there anything you can do, like, like change it around, or is like, because I don't, do you even know what's inside of the thing? No, I mean, I put it together, but it was all mother. The, the motherboard was completely covered, uh-huh. and it was just in metal piece. And I'm like, I don't really want to dig in there because, I mean, from back like pulling my xboxes and stuff apart i couldn't put them back together so i'm not fucking with that i'm gonna i'm gonna waste six hundred dollars but yeah i think i think definitely i want to get like just an empty cabinet and do like the the modifications where i can play anything on like we were talking about yeah 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 so i think that's super cool i didn't even know that was an option until the other day and i was like oh i gotta jump on this oh yeah dude we need to seriously sit around and talk about that because it was uh it's a fun project and it's really not that hard you know, that's why I, I did it. I was originally going to, I was like, well, maybe because I, I looked up and I had seen some stuff about people modding their, um, their RK one up ones because it has the cool art on the side. And I was like, oh, that's really rad. But like the more I looked into it, I was seeing people on Reddit, you know, once you get into Reddit, you know, it's just like, oh, here we go. And that's how I kind of found out about it. You know, uh, and so it's just wanted to keep it like I was like, well, I can, if I can do this, I might as well do this. But I'm gonna pay six hundred dollars for like six games. What if I did, bleh, you know? <laughs> yeah, pay like what three hundred for all of them? Yeah, dude, you know, yeah. it, it, and it's it's really not that difficult. I think more people should look into it um, because I had a I had a whole lot of fun doing. It. I did it over a course of like I don't know a couple months, just slowly picking away at it, you know. And Jenna did the side art for me and everything, and it just ended up looking like like super sweet. But um. You have like a dream cabinet. Is there one that you would just be like, I'll give you, I'll give you, here's all my money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I like, honestly, it, it kind of makes me sound like a, a redneck, but the big buck hunter OG ones, <laughs> like the big ones yeah. with the two, like the uh, two guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't hunt. I don't like hunting. I think I've been hunting like twice in my life, but for some reason 
I just like those. Mm-hmm. And then like the X-Men one I was talking about, I, I can't really remember the name. I think it's just, I, I don't really know the, it's the exact type for the X-Men one, mm-hmm. but it's super like, I mean, it's huge. And I think yeah, that'd that's be the like, original really four cool. player X-Men, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really cool to own one of those just for nostalgia. And also, I mean, I like the X-Men, like the super cool. Yeah, yeah. I got you, man. I got you. Yeah, because that thing is massive. I think that's why they got that price tag on it. Because not only yeah, yeah. it's stupid big, dude. Because four kids <laughs> had to play on that thing. <laughs> yeah, true. I do, like, back in the day, you don't think about how big they are. But then you're like, oh, where am I going to put that in my house? And you're like, yeah. that thing is huge. <laughs> so when you were a kid, was there any, like, super sick arcades you had when you were uh, up in North Carolina and all that? Sadly, no. I mean, grew up in like the country, so there's not much there. Like the mall would have, like the mall in Virginia would have arcades and stuff, but they were never like, they were kind of like, like uh, basically Chuck E. Cheese arcades. Oh no! You know they had the few, the few games like that. But moving here, um, moving to Savannah, there's that one downtown that's also a bar. I can't think of what uh, the wormhole. Oh yeah, yeah, they got some yeah, cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, when I first before I moved here, I came down to see my friend. And uh, that's where we went. He's like, I'll take you here. It's like retro games. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. Like, it's so crazy how they, they, they're all, I think, original, like the original cabinets. Like, uh-huh. That's super cool. And I think I've, I mean, I've probably been there more than anywhere else downtown, honestly. Um, well, this is not a uh, paid uh, promotion, um, but uh, there's this place called uh, the Pinball Palace. And you need to go there. You need to stop what you're doing. Get out. We'll just in the car right now. You need to get in the car and you need to go to a place called Pinball Palace. Um, it's in uh, Brunswick, um, but it is awesome. It's literally got like I don't know how he's he's probably got I can't even remember the number of like just pinball machines he has. He's probably yeah. got like over a hundred pinball machines. Um, but he's also got old arcade stuff. Like he's got uh, you remember um oh what's the name of that. Uh, you remember Time Crisis, that game where you had to put your foot on the pedal and you would like duck down and pop up and you had the light guns? Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, Time yeah. Crisis there, and all the games yeah. are like set to like free play. And he's got like all this super sick stuff, like original Centipede cabinet and Mortal Kombat cabinet and all this super <laughs> sick stuff. And like, I think that's like important because like, you know, like kids these days they don't really kids these days sound like an old man. <laughs> oh, um, but no. you know, they they don't have they don't have that because when I was a kid at the mall, we would go to Tilt, and Tilt is that actually at the you know used to be at the mall you know we where we work and um they uh closed that down but you used to go there all the time and that's where i would play all these games and like when they closed it down that was like whew, that was a sad day man <laughs> that was a sad day and now there's like nothing yeah. like kids are missing out yeah. on like the fun of just being like look at all these games nothing good what chuck e cheese and catch COVID, i guess <laughs> <laughs> it also sucks because it seems like they aren't like um making the games are like they aren't making any new arcade games anymore yeah seems, i haven't really seen any that are the old school style that are for like i can't really th- of course i can't think of a game right now but for like say cyberpunk if they made like a fighting or a side scroll cyberpunk yeah they, they just don't make those anymore which i think it would be really cool to come back i know they make like a lot of platformers for pc or xbox or stuff like that but I think if someone like put it in the cabinet, they could probably do really well because well, there's a obviously a market for it. Oh yeah, well like in Japan, that's my dream place to go. Is eventually I'll go there before I die, hopefully. Um, but like <laughs> they still have arcades and they still put out like I don't know if you've ever looked into the uh, Japanese arcade scene, dude. But they've got like crazy stuff. Like there's this one where it's got like this table and it's called like flip the table and you literally like flip a, like an actual table over and it knocks all the dishes over and somehow it scores stuff and they got these crazy drumming games and all this like weird crap and like they're still doing it they've got like full on because it's 2021 now you know they've got like full on like leaderboards for these arcades and like like i am the best in japan and i can show you with this card you know it's not like oh i'm the best in savannah it's like i'm the best in this yeah. country you know what i mean this entire country <laughs> yeah I definitely. I also really want to go there because I mean, they every. It seems like everything is better. They do it bigger and they do it better in Japan. Like the uh, Pokemon cafes or like the, uh, the like I've seen the, like the Sailor Moon shows and stuff like that. And yeah. they just they have so much fun. It seems, and they. I know. Um, I saw the Universal. They have like a Mario ult, like a super mario world and it's just like what like that would never be anywhere in america oh, maybe it's coming, florida dude. it's coming to florida oh, it is yeah they're working For on real? it now dude and i will literally like stab someone directly <laughs> in the throat so i can see mario in real life <laughs> right like i want to meet all of them yeah. play, like uh 
they they do Mario Kart on the streets of Japan. Like that would be super cool <laughs> yeah, to do. You could never do it here, yeah. but that would be really cool. Yeah, they built a full Gundam. Uh, a full Gundam. We don't have nothing. Like if they get that thing to work, I'm telling you, it's over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? I've seen the show. It's it's over, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, but uh, you know, I had all these other questions for you, man. I got whole things about comics and all these old video games, but we have already reached an hour, if you can believe it. Um, and so a couple things we'll do before we wrap this whole thing up. Um, I'm starting a new thing. Uh, so if you listen to all the old episodes, you haven't heard this yet. Um, but uh, I have a question for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. What is your favorite song right now? Right now. I don't want anything pretentious. My- don't try and be cool. Your favorite song today on whatever day today is. <laughs> All right. It's definitely got to be uh, Knocked Loose, Counting Worms, just because, uh-huh. I mean, that song, it's in my playlist. I listen to it every day. Every day. And there's just the, yeah, like the, there's a part where it just drops, and it's just, I don't know why, like, it's just like the, it's a dog bark. And it's like, it's obviously the singer doing it. And I just, I love that song. It's maybe a minute and 30. Yeah. You can listen to it like twice. It's so funny because we just got the CD and my fiance has like a Hello Kitty, like boom box. Like we put it in the Hello Kitty boom yeah. box and it's like hardcore music. It's so funny. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Because like yeah. the end goal is what I'm going to do is I, I still haven't, I'm a terrible, I, uh, I haven't sent out the email yet to ask everyone else their favorite song, but like every episode I do from now till I, you know, I don't know, who knows. Um, I'm going to ask people what their favorite song is that day. And then I'm going to take that song and put it into a playlist. And that way but I can have like a playlist of everybody's like weird, like music taste uh, and whatever was going on with them that day. If they were having a sad day, if they were having like a weird, happy day, if they wanted, if their if Barney song was stuck in their head, go on a playlist, <laughs> you know? And I think it would be like just this weird, like group project type thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm That'd eventually really gonna cool. add everyone. Gotta add this dog barking knock loose song in there. Man. Oh my god, <laughs> it, it's more to it than that. I mean, there's not much more to it than that, but it's that's still pretty good. The energy, yeah, because <laughs> uh, one was added. It was like I got like, apparently a lot of metal people in my life, but uh, the guy I interviewed the other day, it was like a song called uh, uh like skin taylor and he's like it's this like super metal song about wearing the suit the skin of another human or whatever and i'm like okay cool we're gonna go with that yeah <laughs> so i think it's gonna I mean, be like crazy it's gonna be like a fever dream playlist so i'm super stoked on it <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be really cool especially if you just like thumb through it and it goes from one end to the other yeah that's yeah, what i'm hoping know. for because that's why because you know everyone's different you know and everyone's music taste is going to be different like all my according to jenna all my stuff sounds exactly the same um um, so I want to hear other people's stuff. And also, it's just like a fun, weird thing I like to do. So uh, before, also, before I let you go, um, I did promise you that I'll do a final question. So are you ready for that? This is your final question. Uh, I won't ask you any more questions after this. I am ready. All right. Well, uh, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but actually, for, real, <laughs> for real, if The Rock were actually cooking something besides a serious case of ass whooping, what would it be? <laughs> huh. That's a good question. I don't, I feel, oh, I don't know. Cause have you ever, have you, have you seen him now? Like, do you follow him now? Not really. That dude eats like two pounds of cod a day. Oh my like God. fish. Yeah. So probably cod. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was yeah, imagining I know the... like some sort of soup or chowder. I don't know. I guess that's what I always thought The Rock was cooking. <laughs> some clam chowder. Yeah, He's some clam there. chowder. He really eats that much cod, dude. Dude, yeah, because uh, if you follow him, I don't. I mean, I don't really follow him, but he pops up on like my explore page, yeah. And he'll have his like, cheat days, and that dude will be eating like six extra large pizzas, <laughs> and that's his cheat day. So the cod, the cod is when he's like on his meal plan. Oh, and I'm like, I, I mean, he's like huge, so yeah. it's like I, mean, I guess it makes sense, but that's a lot of food. Like you cannot be hungry. Well, you know, he's he's the rock man. Like I did see a post that he did not that that long ago where like he got locked out of his like gate and he was like running late, so he literally rips the gate out of the brick wall, and it's just like I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ever had any special effects. He might just be that strong. Yeah. He might just really have superpowers. Yeah, like we'll might, see. Might as well, man. Might as well, yeah. you know. But Jesus, that much cod. I bet he has like the yeah. worst gas. That's a little known fact <laughs> about The Rock is that he's got like horrible, horrible farts, bro. Went <laughs> through like eight septic systems. And just... <laughs> oh my god. He just smells like a dock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God. Well, thanks, man, for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I told you it was going to be fun. Of course. Yeah, of course. I don't know why you said it like a, like you were scared. Of course. I mean, I, I, I don't really. I was like, man, how am I going to talk for an hour? But then I'm like, wow, we just, we kind of just burnt through we it. We burnt through it, man. But like yeah. I said, I could I could probably get another probably hour of questions out of you with just the stuff that I wrote, man. I mean, give <laughs> it about like 20 episodes. I'll just come back yeah. and they'll never know. Just put me under a different name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Jarek. <laughs> oh, it's not that name maybe like Derek or something yeah. man something close actually when I was originally gonna gonna call you at the beginning when I was doing that dumb stupid Rick Flair I was gonna call you Eric Flair oh, it's close I've all it's so funny because I've always seen it and I'm just like just put a little e right in front of yeah, that that's me man, that's you, man. part of the dynasty <laughs> yes sir yes sir but again thanks for coming to the show man it's been super great uh, if you're out there and you're listening to me and you want to come on to my show please hit me up. I got a website. The website's www.bitterandjadedpodcast.com or you can email me directly at bitterandjadedpodcast at gmail.com and uh, it goes to my email, you know, and then we can get something sorted out. I, you know, I, I love talking to new people and I need guests. If I'm going to keep doing this forever, I need guests. I need cool guests to talk to me about The Rock and how much fish he eats, you know, <laughs> just like my friend Eric over here. Could <laughs> be the worst one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, whatever. This was, actually, this was good, man. This was good. Yeah. You know, except for when you were like, I'm okay. <laughs> Wait, what? A minute ago when I asked you how you were doing, oh, I said something and you were like all tepid about it. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I got to uh, say <laughs> I opened up, whatever. Yeah, you're good, man. I think this turned out fantastic. But um, again, Thanks for coming on the show, and I will talk to you later, bud.